0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal DiStefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Dude, I can't believe
1: uh, that I beat Robert at the... Lifting contest we did earlier. Right, right
2: after I beat him in armor. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing.
0: <laughs> I know, and I out-squatted him. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah,
1: you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. World's strongest man. Robert Oberst, a uh, professional strongman. Our, and good, our good buddy. A good friend of ours. Yeah. What he's a, great, a sweetheart. He's a very nice, yeah. <clears throat> jovial happy awesome he's massive! In, dude. he's in the inner
2: circle we let him in the forum just the other day man he's part of the inner circle now he's, he's our, a badass he's our he, tribe
1: he's going to be competing in the 2018 world's strongest man competition which is going to be held in manila in the philippines the qualifiers are april 28th through may 1st and the finals are may 5th through 6th uh He's
0: representing the
1: US of A. You gotta see him, man. He's entertaining as hell. Last time I saw him compete, he was in I don't remember where he was. It might have been in the UK. Yeah. And he came out and all like decked out American flag. Yeah. And just talking shit and got booed. American badass. Oh, it was so awesome. Well, he
2: he's got a killer Instagram, so you can go to his Instagram at Robert Overst so it's it's Robert, and then Overst is O B E R S T. Uh, so he's got a good Instagram. You can go there.
1: Check that out.
3: That's
2: right. So What's it, what was his what was his deadlift and bench press again how much was it at
1: uh oh six God. 600 million. Over, i think it was like 650 was his top bench his overhead press was close to 500 pounds I mean yeah,
2: he's well, he was telling us the log he does the log like 400 something yeah pound
0: log pay over. close attention to the log press when he does that event yeah he's competing he does, in like the uh, world championship for yeah, that right yeah, yeah crazy yeah, he's gonna do really well
1: he's he's as strong as uh four Dougs. So it's a lot of strength there. Uh, Oh, also, isn't this the final day? It is the final day. This is the final day for MAPS HIT promotional sale price. So HIT is high-intensity interval training. It's a MAPS program. We programmed it. This is the best fat-burning program we have. Six weeks long will blow your mind. If you enter the code HIT, with two I's, launch. So it's H-I-I-T-L-A-U-N-C-H, you will get Twenty dollars off the sale price, plus a free T-shirt, and this is the last opportunity to get that promotion. Go to mindpumpmedia.com, and without any further ado, here we are talking to the Gentle Giant, Robert Oberst. You know what I just just happened right now? What? What? I handed uh, Robert his coffee. <laughs> yeah. And for a split second, our hands touched. He, he engulfed your hand. Our hands <laughs> like touched. A little a little, and I have. I legit have, compared to most people, like decently sized hands. In fact, I've been complimented on the masculinity and size of my <laughs> your hands. your big hands, really? but I I put my you hand been next to his. Complimented on that? Oh <laughs> yeah, my, I've gotten complimented on my hands many times. I put my hand next to his, and I felt like a child, like little baby hands. <laughs> yeah, like little baby hands. So. That's not... So I'm never going to hold my head. Yeah, we're not going to church together. <laughs> I had Brianna me,
2: order uh, the soon. only triple XL shirts that we'll probably ever ever, ever carry. Because we were like, okay, we don't sell enough triple XL shirts for us to keep them in stock. But I'm like, I know yeah. Robert's coming to town. Mm-hmm. Make sure you order a couple triple X's nice. just for him. So. I'll wear
4: them on my skinny days for sure. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> is that I'm even like big good. enough? This I'm wearing is a 4X. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. But, uh, I was going to tell you, you think I have big hands. You guys know who Mark Felix is? He's out of England. Dude, he's... 50 years old, went to the finals last year on Worlds. I shook his hand the first time I met him, and his fingers wrapped completely around my entire hand, like touched his other <laughs> oh, fingers. That's, dude, I For a guy down, to make you feel small, that's got to feel fucking weird. Yeah, dude. Just yeah. his hands, just <laughs> his
1: hands. All right, yeah. Come on. <laughs> he, 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 he could never have a career as a proctologist. No,
4: yeah. my God. <laughs> oh, that's I a mean, horrible some places thought. he'd be popular. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm you here to me? check your prostate. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, he's a handsome man. That's my yeah. lyrics. <laughs>
1: So what's going on, man? I saw you You and Justin hung out last night. Where'd you guys, did you guys get dinner or something? Yeah, man. yeah. we had an intimate did we, dinner. Did the company pay for that dinner? Was that expensive, Justin? Yeah, with the- definitely. You guys will
0: get the bill. <laughs> Drinking Patron. Oh, man. Strippers. $400, $400 bill, Doug's at a seat. Five course meal, <laughs> you know. I was yeah. inviting people over. We were getting just we were like, don't Ranging. worry, we, we got bought this. Everybody shots of the <laughs> yeah, bar. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the first. Time.
1: It's the first time we ever had a meeting when we had a guest, and we're like, all right, can we act? Maybe just pay half the dinner because I
4: know.
0: I was actually a little worried. But yeah, he was pretty conservative with his orders, so really? I was yeah. expected he yeah, was like, being nice. Yeah, like,
4: I'll have the whole menu. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not right. as crazy cool. as most people expect. I, I eat frequently, but not large meals. How many How
1: many times a day do you eat?
4: Six to seven.
1: Really? Now, do you get
2: do you get like more strict as you get closer to? or do you stay pretty consistent through prep?
4: It's actually the the opposite. See, if if I was aesthetic competitor, then I would get more strict, obviously. And you've done that, I'm sure you know. So for me, it's the opposite. The closer I get to a show, the more I'm like, yeah, I can have a little bit more, I can do this. Because it's strength-based. So when I feel like I want more food, I just take it in. Mm -hmm. Um, I try and stay as strict as possible until... (sighs) Depends, about two months out two months out then I start to let it go a little bit because I still like my goal this year is to kill these two shows that I'm about to do I'm sure we'll talk about them kill these shows and be jacked enough still that I could take my shirt off on the podium yeah, it's, um. like, that's my fucking goal as, leaner, as right? stupid as that sounds that's, a cool, that's actually a very cool <laughs> strongman goal bro because
2: because of the I think because most people when they think of a strongman man they think this big fat massive dude and yeah. so to be able to shake your shirt off and look jacked and still aesthetic I think is pretty fucking sick. Well, what's sick.
1: his name? Uh, well, who was that guy? Was it Pujanowski? Pujanowski, yeah, yeah. that guy was... He, he was six-pack.
4: 280. 280. And he was shredded. Yeah. The thing is, though, is we've developed so much. Like, we've all, we've all grown and we've gotten stronger. As people, we just tend to do that with everything. So in in my sport, the weights have gone up so much. Have they the really ga- since then? Oh, my God. Yeah. so what it was, his, have... his maxes are like kind of a joke to us now. Are you not serious? Not, not like uh-huh. not being disrespectful. No, it's just it's just accelerated. It's just we've grown. we've yeah. we've we've uh, we've matured. We've gotten stronger and faster. Um I think the world record. I don't even want to say numbers. I, I I'll be. I'll be way off. And I love. I love every time we it. talk to
2: you. Like you're all the stuff uh, is so like,
4: Something like that. I lift it somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I'll. I'll say. Um, one of the things they did was they pulled max deadlift one year, and their max deadlift. I, and I don't remember the number, it, but is it less than 400 kilos, which is what we repped out in England for. I think the winner got like eight reps. Wow. Oh, wow. So, I mean, we, we've we grown. We've definitely grown. And it's no insult to them. That's just how people are. Like That's how all you have got yeah. basketball
2: players are better. We've got yeah. smarter with the type of athlete that belongs in that sport, the way they eat leading up to it, the way they train leading up to exactly. it. I mean, we just know so much.
1: Well, I, there's I, a couple of things, too. With, with sports, you have, uh, there's a, of course, a component of how hard you work. There's training technology. There's food and all that stuff. But then there's also a genetic component, which is massive. And when a sport is growing, as it gets bigger, you're, the pool of people that you can pull from becomes larger and larger. Yeah. And when you have more people competing or interested, you now have uh, you know more potentially genetically gifted individuals. This is why, I mean, if you took Mr. Olympia from, I mean, even if you took the drugs out you know, you took Mr. Olympia from 1970. They even if they took the same amount of drugs, I don't think they'd be able to stand on a, a you know Mr. California stage. Even no, yeah, there's no. it's just that the genetics have just gotten so great. And, and so you're saying that's happening in yeah, in, in strongman too. Yeah, are you guys just
4: bigger too?
1: Just bigger um, people?
4: I'd say the average size is, is bigger. Definitely, it's. Uh the The gap between that isn't as uh, as as huge as you would think. I mean, you go back into let, let's just say the nineties, and those guys they were decent size. I'm sorry, I'm sure they were averaging about three fifty, mm-hmm. three sixty, and average right now is about four. So you know, I mean, four ten. So That's it's a big it's difference. A, it's a dip, yeah. It's a, I mean, it, percentage wise, it's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. it's just. Uh, I think, like you're saying, the genetics and and more people being interested has really attracted bigger guys and more people. It's Mm. it's almost to where now... Like uh, if you want to be a professional in this sport you actually have to be dedicated at an early age it's mm-hmm. not like like you can just find out what it is jump in and then try and figure like out like I power
1: for years now I'm just gonna throw in some well, strongman f- yeah, man. well that's a, it, rem-
2: it reminds me of when we talked to M- uh, Matt Vincent right who did the Highland Games and he says like you know the sport even though it's been around forever it just wasn't that popular so a guy like him who's a really good shot putter could walk right in and, and kick D-roll. ass at Highland Games where it's like strongman man it's not like that anymore mm-hmm. it's been it's been popular. For for quite some time yeah. now. He's so. also
4: being very humble, Matt is an athlete. <laughs> if if there's yeah. ever an athlete, Matt's one. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. sure. That's what I liked about him though. He is I a know.
2: fucking humble we, ass. We, we caught that even for the sure. way he even the way he talked about his fucking records and shit. He's just like, yeah. Yeah, he's like oh, it's not
0: even a real sport.
1: Do the countries like Iceland, do they still dominate in the in strongman like they did back when I was a kid, I used to watch I remember seeing these guys from Iceland and it was like they were all like the best. Is it is it like that still? Is that do those countries still dominate, or is it changing now? Is it?
4: Um, Iceland is is huge with it. Uh, it's, it's crazy when you think about the population of that island and how many people. Are they just come all out of Vikings it? or what? what the, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. People come out of Iceland, they're just <laughs> shredded. I mean, l- look at CrossFit. Look at how many people came out of there and killed CrossFit. Oh, that's a good point. Uh-huh. You know, it's crazy, and it's it's such a small population. They're just. Uh, depending on who you talk to, like I've talked to a couple guys who train out there. I was talking to, um, it wasn't Thor. It was, uh... I can't remember his training Similar partner Zeus, <laughs> some yeah, yeah. some kind of god yeah. man, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, right. And And uh, he was saying how like they still believe in breeding specifically for size and strength out there. Uh, like that's a, that's an actual a goal for them. Like men and women don't don't want to find someone She's with got money. Real good they birthing genes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Dude, that shit matters. I was, just,
2: I was just sharing with the boys the other day that I, I just watched this uh, Bryant Gumble special, and they did it on these three boys, the Saint Brown kids and there's there are three athletes uh, all three of them are wide receivers but the dad talks his story like he actually sought after this like german woman athletic woman that had this build and frame and he was a he was an athlete his life in growing up and was really good and so he's like he totally bred intentionally hoping to have these kids that and, and they're super athletes they really are mm. and he's trained them since they were kids and you start you you breed for those those purposes, and then you also add in training. I mean, you've got a serious advantage on the average person, and the rest of us are just waiting to win the lotto of genetics, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm
1: reading right here that the average height in uh, for a man in Iceland is 180.6 centimeters. I don't know how many feet that is. I think that's— Let's
4: figure that out. It's like 6'4". Uh,
1: yeah, let's figure that out. Let me see what that— no, that's that's five foot eleven. What? That's the average. It's still higher than us. Uh, well, uh-huh. it's high, high, here it's I think five ten or five nine. Yeah. I know in Denmark, I think it's six one or six two. Wow. But I'm wondering if it's because you have you probably have a lot of like smaller people, and then you have just d- disproportionate Gargage amount of, yeah, just right. massive individuals. So enough, but man, the other man. thing too is, doesn't Iceland have like a long like uh, history of competing in these sports? Yeah, it's almost like. Of-
4: a lot of the sport actually was invented out there like there you the, go. the stones and stuff like that they don't they don't have like a dominant um they're not established right now as they have been I mean they have one person who's really good and uh who knows what he's gonna do with the sport he's he's very popular, but mm. really right now it's mostly Americans and then there's several guys from england it it's it's always one of the things I tell guys who want to go pro in America if you lived anywhere else it'd be so much easier to go pro and to compete i mean i mean i could right now i could be in south africa i could be in australia i could be in anywhere not train and still be the strongest man in that country oh wow it's it's just in america a lot of guys grow up they play football they're yeah. athletic and they're big and we have so many more um athletic men to uh, to pick from so it's
1: and there's more and there's more opportunity to have the time and the money and the resources to train because in a lot of countries like you may not have the opportunity just because it's like, fuck, I don't got the time. I don't have a gym. I don't have the money to be able to do this. And in America, the more you have the opportunity to make more money being sponsored doing you know, different sports, for example, like, uh,
4: you're, you're a sponsor for, are you still sponsored by, uh, by your, your company? Actually, no. Uh, I recently wow. just parted ways with a uh, supplement company. So you're a free agent right now. Oh, well, You're single I, and on uh, the market ladies. I'm you guys hear single. that dudes
1: on the market. Yep,
0: yep. You're a hot commodity. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah.
4: I don't even know what's the what's that single app that everyone uses? Oh, uh, Tinder. Yeah. Tinder. There we go. <laughs> I'm on Tinder. Well, I'm swiping. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. he does use Grindr. So what's go- so and what happened? You just you
4: just parted ways and now
1: you're doing your own?
4: Yeah, um they were they were uh going through some changes and and I was growing myself. So a contract came up at the at the beginning of January and we talked about it and we just felt it was time for us to move on. I was with them for five years. I've got nothing bad to say about them, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they treated me well. So now I'm just looking to grow and, and find something that fits me a little bit better and mm. something I can kind of uh, you know, grow into and, and be a part of and, and feel like more like at home. You mm-hmm. know, I want to I wanna feel like I'm actually um, invested in the company and, and part, of, uh, part of a family.
1: What are, you look, what are you looking for in a sponsor? Like
4: what are important things for you? I have to believe in the product, I mean you can't it's there's so much crap, yeah so <laughs> much, they God, it's a good word. <laughs> yeah. there's so much crap out there and 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 with today, people there's so much uh transparency and there's so much connective. Ness, is that the word I want to say yeah. connectiveness Dude, you can yeah. make up whatever you want I do Dude, it all the time on the show connective- that sounds like an Adam connectivity. word connectivity yeah. 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 it's like electronical electronical my, <laughs> I think that is the word electronical right. it's, it's gonna be see is not what? See, is that He's not a word from
1: the future also
2: oh,
0: okay. oh, man. It's Adam, Adam
4: says words that aren't words yet but yeah. are gonna be words well, gonna be. Yeah. it's yeah. working its way into Wikipedia there you go so um, you gotta believe in the product first off and then you gotta feel good around the people I want Someone who's gonna believe in me and someone who's gonna actually like—it's kind of cheesy, but you when you're—I saw this thing Will Smith put up the other day, and it really, really hit me because I've been thinking about it a lot lately with this. The, fi- the flame feeds you exactly. Your flam- yeah, that was Find pretty- people who feed your flame, and it—and as cheesy as that may sound, I mean it's coming from some billionaire who has a private jetway in his own parking Mm -hmm. lot like it's i understand why some people might not take it for what it is but it's true there's wisdom in those words you need to be around people who feed your flame who make you feel like you can be successful in your chosen your goals you know
2: i think that was one of the biggest transitions that i went into from being a young adult to a grown-ass man was real I just did a post yesterday about you know surrounding yourself around real people mm-hmm. versus just more people and I think as a young kid especially one kid that grew you know grew the high school popularity thing and and chasing after more friends and being that way versus ones that add a lot of value to your life mm-hmm. and I remember you know very vividly having a circle of buddies that were very close to me and we grew up in sports together. We were very competitive, and that pushed us through our early years in school of this competitiveness. But then, as I got older, and we all kind of went our different directions, that that same competitive competitiveness actually ended up hurting all of us because then we then you started to see this like almost I wanted you to be successful but I didn't want you to be more successful than me Mm. and that's not the type of people that you want to surround yourself with is people that are competitive with you like that that's not a good healthy relationship that's not feeding your flame you want somebody who's always encouraging and excited and happy for your success
4: and it's actually harder to find than you think it's very hard it It is it is everyone kind of feels like there's only so much piece of the pie out there so much piece my English (laughs) there's only so much pie out there and if you're a big piece, then it's taking away from me. And that's not how it works, man. This is really not how it works. It actually, it actually is the opposite of
1: how it works. The, the reality is that the more it, things grow rather than you taking from, unless you're stealing directly from someone, uh, opportunity grows. Like I'll give you an example. We're in the podcasting world and it, there's a lot of people entering into the podcasting world. Now for us, that's a great thing because it brings more eyes to podcasts. It brings yeah. more listeners, more opportunities to hear our show as well. And so it's just a good thing. Now, the I could look at it the opposite. I could look at it like uh, you know, with the scarcity like complex. it's competition. Yeah, yeah like right. oh shit, they're gonna take people from us. Yeah. But that is uh, number one for me personally. It's my own personal opinion. If that's how you think you're a pussy, it's just I'm gonna yes, stay, be. A, I'm, so. I'm gonna be straight exactly. up about that. Like for me, if someone comes into my space and they're doing a good job. I either A, need to b- bring up my game up, or B, yeah. learn from this new person or C, just be a coward and a pussy and try to do things, you know, kind of underhanded, which that's not part of, you know, kind of who I am. It doesn't feel good to do that. Right. So it's just look. It, there's a, the reason why I think humans are such social creatures is because we elevate each other. It's, mm-hmm. it's important for our survival and it's also important to note, to, to be able to pay attention to when that relationship that you have Is no longer benefiting your life. It's not benefiting things. I don't mean by taking things from people because that's not benefiting your your spirit either. That's just making you a a taker and a you know. But I mean just in general, like people who will challenge you, Mm. people who will support you. Like I want to tell people good news. I want people around me who I know will be happy with my good news and who will be. Helpful doing during the 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 bad news, not the other way around. I don't want to tell bad news to someone and then see them smile a little bit because now they feel better about themselves. Because Sal failed, therefore, you know that means that you know everybody else can fail too or whatever. Yeah, Uh, you know it's kind of. Did you feel
2: was there a certain time in your life, Robert, where you that started to become more important to you, or is that something you're going through right now? Like, what? How do you feel about that? Like,
4: it's something I constantly have to reaffirm. You know, I constantly have to remind myself uh, of what what I need to be. where my, uh, not, uh, I'm blanking right now, but, um, my standards, where my standards need to lay when I'm around people and stuff. There's, there's so many people who want to be around athletes. So many people, I mean, you've got a couple followers on the internet, so you gotta be cool. Right. Mm. So it's like a lot of superficial shit, right? It's super, 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 like superficial. It's, it's, uh, it's, something you got to watch out for and you got to just constantly remind yourself that just because this person is saying nice things to you or this person might in the moment when someone asks you like, Oh, let let me get a picture or whatever. Like that can feel good, but that doesn't mean that that person deserves to be attached to you. It doesn't mean that that person should be around you. Most of the time, those people really aren't, quality people in the first place I just in my experience most of the time when somebody wants to cling on to you it's because they're trying to suck something out of you right right most
2: of the time i remember the first time that i and i don't remember when it or what where i read it but i remember the first time that this like really hit home for me too was when I read that you know, you're, you're an average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And that was like a, a big thing that hit home with me when I started to look at like, well, okay, who do I really spend the most amount of time with? Like maybe if you're in a relationship, you're probably your partners and hopefully that person is somebody who elevates you and feeds your flame. But then when I started to look at all my other, you know, the, the tight circle that I had, you know, there, there always seemed to be one or two in there that, that weren't really feeding that flame. And it's a very hard transition for people mm-hmm. to, to get rid of that. You know, and it's a, it's a hard conversation. I just did an interview uh, with Mike Matthews and this question came up and he was asking me, you know, what were those conversations like for you, Adam? And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to lie. The, the first few were really fucking hard. I remember even getting drunk before to try and have this like breakup conversation with another man like that's just a yeah. that's like a yeah, weird fucking conversation awkward. like yeah. hey Robert I know you and I go all the way back in high school 15 yeah. years hanging out together bro. we had a great run man yeah, yeah. But yeah. we're yeah. gonna yeah. have to go separate ways man like that's like just like a Seinfeld episode yeah really. right right no <laughs> you totally could just, you could just
1: ghost them yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Just stop, stop returning well I think guns. that's <laughs> <just> disappear <laughs> yeah. I think
2: that's how a lot of people yeah, handle it I think I even tried that at the beginning and that's just it's not as healthy as being okay and you're not really healthy and if you truly love them as a friend or or love the time you have to to be honest because you think because i have seen this i've i've had the conversation broke different ways from friends and they've continued on their path and continue mine and we we don't aren't hanging out anymore but still respect each other because how it's how it went and we uh broke up however you want to look at it. but then i've had some friends where I've had that conversation, and it literally impacted them and changed them. Like they had never really reflected, and the fact that they lost a friendship that they had for a really, really long time actually forced them into actual mm-hmm. reflecting on what am I doing as a friend that I lost a buddy of mine that I've been with for ten to fifteen. Well, there, years? Well, there's
1: another side to this too, and I uh, identified this. So I have, I had similar stories to yours, Adam, and uh, but I had a, a little bit of a different understanding for me personally. In uh, you know, I had some friends in high school that I. Started to kind of separate from, and I started to realize that because I asked myself, like, well, why? Why do I, why am I around this person if this is the, the case? And I started to realize that I started to derive my own self worth by how much I could help them. So, in other words, mm-hmm. I kept them around because it made me feel important because I could help them a lot. And oh, because yeah. I'm helping them now, I'm important. And mm-hmm. I realized that that was a very self-serving kind of defeatist type of thing and it wasn't benefiting anybody and it was almost selfish. It was almost like I was feeding my own ego.
4: Right, stifling for both Stifling, like I'm
1: gonna hang around these people because it makes me feel smart and important because I can help them out Mm. and that was a tough one. That was a tough one because I put it back on myself. It wasn't necessarily about the other person. It was about me just trying to make myself feel better because here I am, you know, trying to fix this person or whatever. Yeah. That was a really difficult, that was a really, really difficult one.
2: Now, Robert, do you, I'm, I'm sure that you have a million goals surrounding your sport and stuff, but what about outside of that? Like, do you get a chance? Do you have, do you give yourself enough opportunity to kind of think about like, what are my life goals? And some of the things
4: I think oh, about. Definitely. Also? I think about that. See, I'm, I'm one of the few guys that I know at the level that I'm at that actually thinks about that more often than the sport in itself. I, it took me a long time to realize that my value wasn't based on how good I was at competing. Mm. I grew up, I, I was on my own really early in life. I was about 16 and I was I was taking care of myself and everything kind of uh, kind of revolved around competition. I played football and football fed me and it took care of me. It got me into college. It did everything. So it was all I had. And then when you go straight from football into a strongman, you get become a professional and you're traveling around the world. It, it You kind of base your value around that. It's your identity. Exactly. That's that's the only thing I knew. I, thus the idea of getting a job scared the fuck out of me. Mm. Like, have a job? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I don't know how to, to work. What are you t- I, I play sports. So...
2: Um, That's tough, and then to not identify with it, right? Because yeah. then, it beco- then it becomes you. If you would allow to do well, that, at so some yeah.
1: point, even if you stay healthy, you don't get injured. And I mean, because the reality is, you you do compete in a dangerous sport. You're mm. lifting weights that are. I know you're a big, strong guy, but these are weights that, if you move the wrong way, yeah. I mean, you're you're gonna you can have not, not just a, a a pulled muscle, but an, an injury that can take away your career like there's guys who don't walk anymore right
4: it's it's a serious sport right i mean every
1: everything is right so that could happen boom now you got to figure something out or even if you're super healthy at some point you get older and you can't do it anymore exactly you know what i mean Not gonna be able to do it forever so i mean what does that look like for you
4: for me it, it uh it took getting i got hurt i tore my bicep in africa and um i came into the show feeling the best i'd ever felt i i was shredded felt great i was super excited i was uh just really ready to go first event i'm carrying these big barrels through sand loading them up and bicep just pops gone and i i broke down i couldn't fucking believe it like i i prepared perfectly i did everything like Mm. how could my bicep give up on me when i worked so hard and uh I remember I went and was like uh, seated down by the river, watching all the leaves float away, and I was like watching my career float away in this river. Oh shit! And I had a my my boy was a year old at the time, and I was trying to figure out wh- how the fuck am I going to pay for my son? Like I've got I've got responsibilities now. I'm not 17 anymore. Mm. So uh, in that moment, I I was like, you know what? I I need to be better. I need to be better than the sport. I need to be more important than athletics more important than strength more important than all this i have to be better than that so uh i turned around and, and it wasn't even that moment what happened super cheesy story i turn around i'm walking back to the the bus we're all leaving and there's all these little kids these little african kids and they're fucking starving to death like they've got the dis- the, the distended stomachs and they're obviously having a hard time but they surrounded me, and they all had this big smiles on their face, just looking at, at this giant man. And in my head, I was like, "Dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Look at look at how happy they are, just mm-hmm. in this moment right now. And you have all these great things. You get to go back to America, and you get actually have choices and and be who you want to be. These kids are finding joy out of nothing, and and you're feeling sorry for yourself. And I dropped my bag. <sighs> so sorry." I dropped my bag and I dropped down to my knees and I just stayed there for like 45 minutes. I wow. took photos with all these kids and I didn't even want to go. They were like honking the bus horn trying to get me to leave, and I was I just wanted to stay there forever. What a
2: powerful moment! Dude. Wow. wow, what wow.
4: A, what a powerful moment for I, the. I have a photo too for it, and it always reminds me of that. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah that's,
1: that's great. Uh, those moments are the ones that are um. You know, we talk all the time about paradigm-shattering moments, but it's mm-hmm. those moments that change you in an instant where you're not the same anymore after that. And many times it's, or usually it's always, it's the most challenging times. Yeah. If -hmm. you just, you know, if you kind of enter them with an open mind, you know, open heart. It
2: also speaks to your character, man. What a, what a great man you are that, in that situation, because let's be honest, yeah, you're,
1: that could have just blown up your ego. Well, I you're mean, just like, fuck I, it, I'm just going to train I, harder, you know? Right, yeah. well,
2: or or been angry. Yeah, fuck. I wouldn't want to hang around some kids right after. I mean, I just I just trained my ass off for months leading up to this competition. Like you said, did everything right. Something goes wrong. Shit that sometimes we just can't control, and I, that's a hard moment to to actually self reflect and go. You know, there's more to life or look deeper yeah. into it. So what a powerful moment to have that shift. And it's also a testament to your character that you even have that ability to do that in a moment like that. That's pretty... How long ago was that? That was three years ago. Okay, that was three well, years ago. So
1: from... So after that, are, are there were there some things that you started to put into place to kind of mm-hmm. set yourself up and...
4: Yeah, I I started working more towards education and teaching other people and, and working towards that. I do a lot more coaching and, and uh, just trying to help people yeah exactly and i um, uh, most of the time i like working with like young athletic kids and stuff that there's just so much misinformation and i got it as well growing up where it's you know beat yourself against the iron and sooner or later you'll be strong and Mm -hmm. you need to max deadlift all this and like there's so much uh bullshit man there's no other word for it there's just so much bullshit out there and and It's just nice to be able to, like, work with a kid who's trying and you see them get that little bit of confidence, especially, like, big kids. I I was a big kid in high school and had no confidence until football. Football was the first thing that made me feel like it was okay to be big. Mm. And I love working with these kids that you see, like, they're just – they're down on themselves. They don't really know what to do. They're, you know, gangly or big or weird or whatever. They don't feel – like normal, exactly yeah. normal. That's a perfect word for it. They don't feel like that. Then you get them to where they're sweating, and they 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 maybe suck at everything, and then they find something where they're just even a little bit better than shitty at, and then boom, their eyes light up, and it's like wow, like I can actually be good at this. I can do something. I love that, man. My, my favorite job I ever had, and I've not had many. My favorite <laughs> job I've ever had was coaching high school football. Uh, yeah. It was the greatest. Yeah, thing I, I could totally see you doing yeah. that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Isn't it
2: crazy how the things that made us insecure or we got bullied over or we hated about ourselves in high school are many times... The things that made us excel later on in yeah. life, yeah. right, or it's what make so us special? Common. Common. Like the pressure Think about cooker. it. Think about all the way from yeah. the nerd, right, the super nerd in school who gets picked on all time because he's a fucking nerd. Now That's, he owns Apple, right? <laughs> all yeah, that, yeah, all, yeah. all yeah. those fucking kids end up working for Who's that a nerd motherfucker, now? right? Exactly. At, at yeah. one point, or the or the ugly ducking kid that just was not good looking through high school because he was going through all these gross
1: person. And developed and, an amazing charismatic personality. Right, exactly. Yeah. Ends up
2: being a super charismatic person because of that, right? And they right. end up being this this amazing human. It's so funny to me that or in your case just being this probably in high school you were ashamed of your size and probably felt insecure about it, where it's now what part of what you're famous for yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, exactly. like it's right. it's crazy that uh, that I always try and tell kids when When they reach out and they're talking about all the stuff that they're depressed or they're insecure about, it's like, man, if you just understood that the things that you're you're so scared or sad about or insecure, you don't like about yourself are probably some of the things that are going to make you so special and unique later in life. There was
1: this kid I went to school with who we were at some party and uh, it must have been either junior high or or early high school, like freshman year, and uh, the we were at a house and they had a classic piano there, the parents of of the 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 owners of the house or whatever, and this kid he was kind of awkward you know kind of a nerd sits down and starts playing the piano beautifully and everybody made fun of them because you know when you're a when you're in eighth grade or ninth grade like you're that's kind of dorky that right. kid in to college play.
4: could have picked any uh, girl at oh, that party. Bro. exactly
1: that's what I'm saying like for you know, sure as a 25 year old or 30 year old man you play the piano anywhere and oh, you just yeah. have you know that's all a of a, a sudden yeah you're just the man yeah it's so funny you know you just want to fit in so bad when you're growing up then when you get older fitting in is just yeah, boring fitting in right. birds a, how right. big were you in high school
4: I graduated high go 375 pounds. Holy shit man. Yeah. Holy shit.
2: I think that's the Very size good.
4: of the two biggest kids that graduated in my school yeah. combined. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I think the two biggest kids in my school, I think. We had some big motherfuckers in Didn't our
0: school. Didn't you say, like, so uh, at Aptos, you had, like, yes, like some of the biggest linemen in, in the school. We averaged 330. History, across 330. The what the hell was in the water? School. I am yeah. so glad I graduated nice. before you guys. We were huge that year. Your quarterback Dude. better loved you yeah, guys. Yeah, no they they <laughs> I still talk to him today. would was
4: like one he, of the only guys in high school that I still talk uh, to. Right? I would have been feeding you guys
2: all the time taking great care of you because I bet he didn't get touched uh, in high school. We were all poor, so
4: but we was nice. <laughs> <laughs> were you guys good or what? We were really good. The yeah. only people that beat us was SLV. Yeah, seven you know, to six, man. You know, seven to six. we're was a, a portal game. Yeah. We're, they had, we're the best. They had two of those guys end up playing professional. Right now Andy Levitre who's uh healing up from a tricep injury. Yep. Go Falcons. Go Falcons uh, man how, wh- awesome.
2: What's the age gap Between us What are we How close were you guys Going to how? I graduated
4: 03 03 I was 98 So Oh yeah, yeah You're a baby you yeah, so yeah. <laughs> a youngin Tell that to my Fucking He's knees <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I'm not squatting A million pounds Either right. so. yeah. Well actually
4: uh, uh, Speaking of that I've actually Started feeling So much better In the last year I've adapted my training I went uh, back To a lot of The same stuff I would do in football Like ladder drills high, uh, Tight Tight uh, Close stance I say Tight stance, whatever. Tight stance, uh, high rep squats and for your hips and stuff like oh, that. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, I feel so good. I'm coming into World's Strongest Man this year. I'm lighter. I'm a skinny 365 right now. <laughs> <Dude>. I'm <laughs> lighter 365 than I was in high guy. school. Come that's, on. That's How crazy. many of you guys are lighter than you were in high school? Oh, that's no, 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 no. See? Exactly. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. That's good. That's and crazy.
0: doing a lot of speed footwork. Tons I just don't
4: see speed. that with strong men. Yeah. So It's it's, it's, uh, it's definitely working out well, too. Well, them. this
2: was part of what, what we were all. Originally drawn, we later on found out what a great guy you were, but originally we were drawn to your training and your Mm -hmm. philosophy for strongmen that we really felt that you were a a much more forward thinker in comparison to the, the average strongman. And so that was originally what drew us to you was this guy really is getting it and understands that it's not just about hammering the yeah. bar all the time. I and learned
4: that the hard way, too. You're I evolved. came in, and, and the people who were teaching me were all about, you know, don't warm up. Warming up is for pussies. That was something they would say. <laughs> Dude, why my, would you waste your energy warming my up? My
0: coach in, in college oh, said, "Dear, don't stretch. Yeah. What does that even mean? Exactly,
4: exactly. Do you ever see a lion stretch before it yeah. catches the hyena? Like, lions don't catch hyenas, asshole. <laughs> I was like, they're prey. They get
2: exactly. Why am I going to compare myself to them? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah, those are those uh, funny old say that we should make like a like a, a, a series of co- yeah. stuff that your, your old coaches said to you that so you should. I, make your head. I, I love
4: it. I love it when like people... they would
2: let you drink water. Yeah, like yeah. stupid. Water's shit. for
4: pussies. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, you gotta huh? see people. Die without water. Don't drink too much
1: water because you'll get a side (laughs) steak cramp. Like no, that's from dehydration. Actually, it's It's limiting my
0: performance. Shut up, pussy. It's funny (laughs) that
1: we we you know you can definitely learn stuff from animals, but I hate it when people try to make it like a direct comparison. Like I had a vegan once. I was debating a vegan about food intake, and I was telling him how you know you could definitely eat a vegan well-planned vegan diet and get strong this and that. But for most people, they might need to eat. You know, meat in order to maximize the performance. Mm. That's at least, what the literature shows. Did he pull out the gorilla on yeah, you? Yeah, I like, he well, did. They, go, they always go gorilla. Yeah. And I'm like, gorillas only well, eat bananas. Well, and fucking <laughs> well, fuck <laughs> me. I'm not a gorilla, yeah. dude.
0: Yeah. I don't <laughs> have gorilla jeans. <genes>. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if I had gorilla jeans, that'd be cool. And, 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 and who's to say if we put the fucking grill on the ketogenic diet, he wouldn't do better?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
4: Yeah. That's a good point. I'm gonna hold on to that one. Yeah. Exactly. Yikes.
1: Well, wow. so dude, when you were in high school, when you were a big kid, and you said you felt uh, insecure, did you get did people try to mess with you? Because I know. A lot of times people think that if you're big, nobody messes with you. But my experience is the the big guys get fucked with the most because people want to test themselves. A lot of times. Especially
4: at that age group. You know, um, it was about sophomore year. When that all stopped, I I was too big. care of myself. You're too big enough. It wasn't the too big thing. <laughs> I'm cause... fucking with you around sixth <laughs> and seventh grade when you got like 30 pounds on me, but yeah. once you got like 150, I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm no, going to try to outrun you. When you're big and you smile, like I'm always smiling. I'm very happy. Yeah. I'd like to carry myself that way. I don't feel like I need to be this quintessential man. Like I don't have to be this fucking asshole to prove that I'm a man. I don't feel I have to do that. So, yeah. um, uh, And that- and that uh were you that way in sophomore year? Even, yeah, like, yeah dude. I'm, I mean, I also like I. My mom was amazing, so growing up, I'd always had like ton of confidence, even though I was just, I was, I was super, super chubby. But I had a ton of confidence, like my mom was always like, "You could be anything. You could do whatever you want." So like, I'd go to school like floating, you know, <laughs> like my arms barely fit out of my backpack. <laughs> 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 But uh, I just picture know, you know, I just, like you look so cute. You know, yeah, remember the yeah, from Christ- guy, little coat, hey, Christmas, hey,
2: Christmas story, exactly. You're adorable. That's why you
4: give me piggyback rides, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it was uh, sophomore year, I got really good at football, and I just, I mean, I never really changed my personality, but uh, all of a sudden, people stopped fucking with me because. I mean I was in the paper every week and do, like doing yeah. all these different interviews going out to Stanford for the Nike football camp stuff like that and all of a sudden it just wasn't cool to fuck with me. Right and mm-hmm. sports rules in high school. I That's mean if you if you're one of the top yeah. athletes I mean it,
2: that means does, does anybody
1: ever try to fuck with you now?
2: I mean no. you I-
4: they used to I, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off I, when I was when I was bouncing the first I, I started bouncing at 16 and I bounced little, I did a lot at 16 a bouncer was 16. lots of heads bouncing at the catalyst man yeah. bouncing at the catalyst that I'm is telling. hilarious and dude. that was when I got in the most fights it was between oh, yeah. like 16 and I would feel dude I don't know
2: man if I got drunk and out of control and I'm 22 years old and I got fucked up by some 16
4: year old because I got mouthy <laughs> I would just I would just want to curl up in a it's hole it's not a normal man. size 16 year old but nobody <laughs> knew I was 16 yeah. too like Obviously, I was standing in line to go to some like fucking, I don't know, some Ja Rule concert or something back then. (laughs) little you're not allowed to wear uh sports stuff like i had like a, a sports team on my shirt i can't remember what and he was the guy in in line told me to turn it inside out so i took my shirt off flipped it inside out and while i was doing that he was like do you want a job <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah yeah i want a fucking job <laughs> so boom started working and at first a lot of people used to test a lot of people used to test me but
0: yeah. then was it always the Hell's Angels? I remember you telling me no, a story that was about one that, time. I don't even want to talk about
4: that on the on the, on the air, man. <laughs> oh I mean, man, yeah, we don't want stabbed. to bring, bring the heat, on. Huh? Yeah. Well, we we had some some rough nights with Hell's Angels there, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I I've always had a, as weird as this sounds. They've always been extremely respectful. They've like I mean, after even after that one night, like they came back in and talked to us and everything. And so I've I've got nothing. Nothing bad to say. Please, yeah. please, yeah, please yeah, don't yeah, come yeah, stab yeah. me. No, no, no. <laughs> nobody not, nobody murdered me. Summon that, now those
1: yeah. Mongols, those are the ones. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. you're going to get
4: fucking stabbed. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. It's the only other name I knew. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, looking forward now at this these competitions, are you one of the favorites? Who are the people that they're looking at to – like? who are the ones that everybody's like, okay, these are the guys that are probably going to be in the top three or top five?
4: On the Log Press Championships coming up, I'm definitely one of the favorites. Uh <laughs> there's there's a big rivalry between eddie hall and i and eddie hall is the english competitor and i'm i'm the american um representing you're
1: gonna show him why we won the revolution yeah exactly
4: (laughs) Fuck tea. we drink coffee you and your horrible teeth (laughs) so um him and i are definitely uh everyone understands that we're the ones to watch there's a couple other guys who are going to come out and bang um, I, I think it'll be him and I at the top. I love watching you and him talk shit to each yeah, other. It's, oh, so it's, funny. it's so
1: fucking awesome. He gets to great. say way more shit
4: than I do. That's the fucked up thing. Like if I lived in England, I could say cunt. I could say yeah, all yeah, kinds oh, of yeah. fucked up yeah. shit. He said that I was going to fuck the queen in her ass or some <laughs> shit like that. Whoa. And I was like, man, I can't say that shit. <laughs> I can't go that far. Like I got to censor myself and make sure it's all cool. Like yeah. I'm like saying Did please. he really? He did. He's oh, like, amazing. he said, "Uh, he's he's, he's hilarious. That's he's funny. he's a fucking tool bag but he's hilarious <laughs> he, uh, I said I was gonna beat him or something like that something along yo, those yo I'm lines. gonna win
1: and he's like <laughs> <"You're>, uh,
4: fuck <laughs> you and your asshole <laughs> exactly he was like you've got a better chance of fucking the queen raw dogging the queen in her ass and he said arse obviously <laughs> oh, arse wow I was like man I wish I had the liberties you guys have <laughs> <laughs> god damn it are you
1: guys do you guys you guys cool with each other when you meet or is it like no nah, it's or?
4: definitely not cool anymore yeah <laughs> we, uh, we've We, uh... We built it up, and then it just kind of took off on its own momentum. So
2: now, do you guys tend to go back and forth on certain lifts? Like, is there things that
4: he's better than you are? I mean, he's a better deadlifter for sure. Okay, he's, I, I have got no problem admitting that he's the best deadlifter in the world. But that's the only thing he's got. Then there. you kick the he kick his ass and everything. Mm-hmm. else. Everything else, yeah, he's four yeah, feet tall else. and five feet wide. <laughs> he's Not really good at moving. <laughs> so, and he has a heart attack just looking at how far he's got to walk. So. Uh. I, I smoke him in any moving stuff. Him and I are close on overhead, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take him. I've never I've competed head to head with him three times and I've won all three. Oh that's gotta Ooh. get him. It doesn't that, though. It doesn't. That, I mean, at I'd least had, he doesn't act like that. I would hashtag scoreboard every time. I I would would was, you, but, hashtag scoreboard. What <laughs> sucks is is everybody like he's got so many crazy rabbit fans that like None of that. nothing that I say actually feels like it's hitting him like I need to just like go hang out in England and like get a picture sitting yeah. down at a table with his mom or something like <laughs> oh, that no. like I'll be nice I'll be like Mrs. Hall let's just have a photo and then I'll like Tupac him. yeah. Like, yeah claim to be a player fucked but I wife. fucked <laughs> your wife like, I should totally do that but, no. do his yeah. fans fuck with you? oh yeah for sure I get oh. death threats regularly no way I, they're fucking English though so it's not scary oh I loved it's your troll much. post that you did the other day that's oh, so yeah,
2: exactly. I, I was gonna say Steal it, dude! I thought that was epic, man. I don't know where you got that. Was I it, like, stole it from somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: no, that
4: was an epic one for so sure. So what what
1: is the what is the record that you guys are chasing in the in the
4: log press? Right now, the log press. It's uh, I can't remember the kilos. It's it's in uh, five hundred and two point six pounds. Holy!
1: Whoa. Wait a minute. Whew. Hold on a second. I, explain the log press real quick. You got to right. lift the log off the ground. You just yeah.
0: have to like roll it up your body, right? Right. So you can rack it on your chest. It's
4: almost a, it's it's like a constant contact power clean. Yeah, like that's that's an okay way to explain it. Uh-huh. It's uh, I mean, people who don't know, it's a twelve-inch cylinder uh, steel log replica. So, uh, sometimes we have wooden ones, but um, it's from the ground to the lap is one of the one of the motions, and I separate them in training. It's something that I learned in other sports is the more you break down lifts, you can separate it into separate movements and then put it all together. The better mm. you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's thank you football for teaching me that. Yeah, so. I'm like burping all over the fucking place. Does it have I a neutral grip? Like it's a wider yeah, kind of a grip, It's neutral grip. Right? depending on, on uh, how big the log is, uh, is how wide they are. Mm-hmm. Normally, they're about twenty-four inches, I, I believe. I-, I try not to think about that because once you get into that, then you get in the show, and you're like, "Oh my god, uh, they're twenty-three and a half inches."
0: You just got to oh roll with god. whatever it is. Yeah. I don't
4: even. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even think about it. I'll use different logs all the time. I'll smart. I'll switch my grips. Uh, I'll f- I'll fuck with myself as much as possible. I'll press outside. Some guys go and they press without a roof over their head, and they get all like distorted. They oh, get fucked up. Yeah. I don't believe in any of that shit. I think it's all a mind. It's a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So you you train for the worst, prepare for the to be the best. I and I, I fuck with myself as much as possible. Yeah, so you got to get smart.
1: the log off the ground into your lap, bring it up mm-hmm. to your upper chest. Yep, and then just extend it above your head. Yep. Above your head. Overhead.
4: Yep. And uh, five hundred five two points yeah, I believe it is because I mean I,
1: I deadlift five hundred pounds and I know how insanely heavy that feels just to pull off the ground. I can't yeah. even bl- imagine what that feels like. To roll it up your body and then press it over your head. <laughs> well, yeah. imagine
4: see, imagine deadlifting it, but having to keep it six inches away from you. Yeah, because it's, it's half the log. Yeah, it's like an extended. You can't deadlift. have it close to your shins, like you can't. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal. It's Fuck. brutal. Yeah. So it, that's that's not the hardest part, though, right? The press is the hardest part. It depends. Yeah, for me, the the once you get up to oh like 480, 490, it's all hard for me. <clears throat> like. But, uh, up before that, the clean is the easier part, and the the actually the clean is the hard part, and the press. My shoulders are just stupid, strong. I've, I've through years and years of work, I've earned solid shoulders. So um, a lot of guys, they can they can press anything that they can clean. And then, I mean, I say a lot and then a lot. Some guys can press anything they can clean, and some guys can clean the world and can't so press anything. It. You know. So how
2: now? How close are you? Like, so if you were to just do like a uh, like a barbell overhead press, how
4: much heavier of a weight can you do them with the log? Oh fuck, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, just straight bar, like out of a rack, or like clean it.
2: Yeah, clean no, not even oh, no man. clean involved. Just pressing over your head.
4: I'm a lot closer with that. The the, yeah. the I can. If we were doing hand cleans, I can hit like four fifty five, but that's with straps. Obviously, yeah. mm. I've got. It's, it's, don't listen to sound. My hands are like an eleven year old girl. <laughs> 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 but um, I think with a regular bar, it's because I don't train it as much. It actually. It, helps you a lot better because the whip of the bar there's no whip in a log it's so, right i would that's what i'm assuming the the bar
2: would be much other than the fact that you're not probably training it as much as you exactly, are with tools so exactly so, so it's
4: the skill right it's it's you've it, gotten good at that particular exactly. skill and, and, and that's what i need to be good at so i don't train with a bar that much but i would say i can pretty consistently hit like four and a quarter uh like for one or two wow. with out of the rack but with a log i can consistently hit more I'm what? not gonna say how much more, but more.
2: Oh, <laughs> more. You gotta
4: find, you gotta tune in to find <laughs> out.
2: Now, is that the only thing that's going on in this comp, this first comp, or are you doing other things besides the log press?
4: Yeah, well, for me, it's Europe's Strongest Man, so everyone else is doing a whole uh, full show, and I'll show up and I'll log press and talk a whole bunch of shit, and then I'll go. I'm thinking I'm, I'm gonna, I'm debating on gangster. like what what I want to wear. Like I'm I'm gonna be <laughs> last time I was American flag decked out, like head uh, to toe, red, white, and blue, everything, yes. and a fucking. Attitude, dude. I yes. had like, I came out there, there was 15,000 people in Manchester and they fucking booed Born me so in hard. USA. I came out to uh, American Badass, Kid uh, Rock. Uh, and there you and go. I waited, I stood there and let the smokes around me and I was just looking at everybody while they're booing. And I waited for him to scream, I am American Badass. And then I put up the flag and walked yes. out. I'm t- I get goosebumps right now. Uh, yeah. When people hate you, when 15,000 people <laughs> hate you, isn't that the best? They, they don't uh, understand. You're making me stronger. Yeah. Is yeah, that you the image it Is you. that the image that we posted of you on the page? Yes, Is that- thats it That's uh, it right there. That's me waiting. That's waiting and uh, looking at these yeah. people hate me. and oh man, there'll be there'll be another f- like five to ten thousand people at this one. So I'm debating, I'm debating like wearing like uh, Eddie sucks shirt or like fuck the queen or something. (laughs) (laughs) Something, I I just, as much hate as possible. I'm healing it up. Last time they they had, (laughs) this is is so fucked up. They had a guy who uh, got the lifetime achievement award out there. He's this English, he was a judge for a long time. And uh, he got the lifetime achievement award. He's an older guy. He was sent in front row. So I went out there in Manchester. Everyone's booing me, obviously, and I do the log press and I smash it. I I hit seven reps at 340 pounds in 60 seconds. Smashed it. It was really good. Threw it down, and the the English competitor across from me had already tapped out at like five or something like that, and he was he was gone. And I was just so jacked up. I looked around, and that the the English guy who got the lifetime achievement award had a beer in his hand. I walked over and took it from him <laughs> and <he tells laughs> no, it, and that. I threw it up in, uh, like up in the air oh, and stared down. Oh, man, it It was awesome. I felt like Stone Cold, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's some WWE shit right there. It was
1: great. (laughs) You know what, though? It's also, I mean, it's obviously part of your character and your personality (laughs) because it's a lot of fun, but it's also brilliant, dude. It makes you marketable. It works. It works. It's brilliant.
4: And honestly, everyone's having fun. At the end of the show, we all sit at tables and people line up and and meet us. had a great time. My line was longer than anybody's. Right. Oh yeah! I, I everyone fucking hated me, but everyone wanted to meet me because I I put on a show. Oh, like people love villains. That's, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, everyone man. loves Stone Cold. But all, the yeah. other thing is, is I think people can understand and, and respect when you put yourself out there like that. Any fucking slip, man. Everybody wanted me to fail. Yeah. everybody wanted and I put it all on the line like I could have gone out there and slipped fucked up the log and had a terrible show I right. could have done that any one of us can do that on any day right. I put all that pressure on myself and I still went out and performed and I think that that was at least, you, at least respect. Earned some respect. Yeah. well yeah you probably feed off of that too you've probably oh learned, God, learned, yes. learned that
2: about yourself that like man I like I and personally myself I like that I have this chip on my shoulder of tell yeah. me I can't tell me mm-hmm. you're better yeah. tell me those things because that drives me for yeah. sure so you probably have that
1: what's up uh, what's the hardest thing about being a strong man for you
4: um it's the lifestyle right? fitting
1: in airplane seats
4: <laughs> that's definitely one of oh, the hard dude. things Tom, Tom, well, Tom, you, imagine you're, over, yeah. you imagine if you
1: imagine because we take a lot we we fly a lot right we travel quite a bit for the show I could not imagine sitting on a plane yeah. having one seat next to me, and then you
4: fucking choose. <laughs> like to all that's left is
0: the middle <laughs> yeah. seat, like in between you. Robert and yeah. you I'd
4: know, be like, Fuck. some old lady." Not this. Uh, I'm leaning on that old lady. This one, I had, I got some bad advice. This is the first time I flew Southwest, and I was actually really impressed with it. I, I liked it. Um, first time I'd flown it though and uh, I got some bad advice from a buddy in, in Houston he was like what you do cause I, I'm big so I can get pre-board so I, I went to the front desk wait 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 wait! just cause that's you're big that's fucking right I'm like, I'm like look wait, at me, what do you look tell them look. Yeah. I said I'm big give me pre-board they were like "Yeah, if you say it like that too I'm big it works great it works great So um, I got pre boarding. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta really sound like you need it, like with like a little. Can we please, can we please have Doug do that the next time we go to the airport? (laughs) Have Doug walk up and say some (laughs) shit like that. (laughs) So I, uh, I, the advice was get on early, go to the back, and sit in the last row in the aisle. Nobody likes to sit in the last row, so you'll have the seat next to you. Like it'll be the last seat to fill up, and and it sounded good enough. It was like it sounds logical. It sounds logical, right? But what I didn't think about was there were two empty seats next to me when all the other spots started to fill up. Tons of middle seats were open. Tons of them. But there was a woman and a child who wanted to sit together. And there were no oh. two-seaters together. So this woman, the sick woman and her sick child came and sat next to me. And I was like... Fuck! I <laughs> fucked up. Like I could have picked any other seat. At, like up. I think what I'm gonna do from now on is go like window towards the front. There you go. That's the way to go. Yeah. That's yeah. the yeah. way to go. Yeah, no, I, I think because
1: v- then, then they'll look down and then they're not gonna want to walk all the way back. Right. And fill your seat obviously,
2: up. obviously, I'm not big compared to you whatsoever, but I am a lanky guy, right? I'm six foot three and long legs, and so. Sitting on a plane is awkward even for me. So the that is the best seat in the house is to go get the, the two seats next to the uh, the um the wing right yeah, right, the, the, right where the wing is. If you can get yeah. that, then you're yeah. The so we, seat, so, yeah. so
1: yeah. What is the hardest thing for uh, for you and being a strong man?
4: Um. It, uh, paying your, paying the dues, Like uh, my body has been beaten up pretty good. I've actually found a nice way to handle that stuff, like I said, with the new style and training. I've been doing it for about a year and a half, and I feel great. So honestly, there's not much to complain about. I, I get to travel the world. I get a lot of time to myself. I get to work for myself. I get to spend a lot of time with my son. Um, What about, the, what about working up to where
2: you're at now? Because I would imagine that it, it's probably not a very lucrative sport trying to get to the top. Now, maybe, maybe when you get to the top and you're sponsored and everybody wants you, it's one thing, but I would think that you probably represent a very small percentage of guys that make decent Most money. Definitely. Yeah. Most definitely.
4: And there's guys who are stronger than me that still can't market themselves and don't make any money. Oh, wow. Hmm. You know, that's the thing is, is it's not enough to be strong now it's not enough it's not enough to have cool guys on a podcast you gotta have people fucking listen to you like if they if they don't like what you're saying it doesn't matter how cool you are in real life like you gotta be able to relate to people and it's the same thing with us so um, you know coming up I remember uh, when I first decided to try this, I didn't know what Strongman was. I grew up a football fan, so I, I had no idea, and I tried it out, and it did, it did well. I did well. So I went home, and I had to Google it, and I remember telling, telling my fiance, and uh, I, she wasn't pregnant at the time, but we were trying, telling her, like, I know this is crazy. I know this is weird, but I, I can make money at this. I can make this work. Like I can, oh, I that's can a trick. The family. first day you googled, you saw, you saw, I could do this. Yeah. And I could well, I know, I know, I know how to, I know how to market myself. I know how to entertain. Like I, I grew up a huge fan of entertainers, just all around. I mean, all of us grew up with our sports fans, uh, with our sports heroes, and all that stuff. For me, it wasn't about who was the best; it was about who had that fire. Like who, who could uh, you yeah. see that that was like the, just ready to eat world? The, the Terrell Owens, the Dion Sanders, those, <laughs> type of, the, the, those type of More guys. More Dion than Terrell, but yeah. yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a Dion fan. So, do you still follow football? Are you still into watching it? Not or- really
4: anymore, man. I, of your I'm, sport. Not, I'm not even like sports at all. Like, I don't, I don't even watch TV. I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, I can't remember the last time I sat down and turned on the TV. Like, I just don't have fucking time. Well, well how do, do you? Have? Do
1: you like to read? Like, do you, what do you how do, do you? I,
4: do, I like to read. I, I I spend a lot of time uh, working with athletes and stuff like that. And for me, it's. Uh, Whatever free time I get, um, I'm though, as uh, weird as, I know strong men don't do this, but I like to hike and I like to just be out in the woods and just sit. Uh, and I'm not necessarily meditating. I can't but imagine.
1: Can you imagine you're going for a hike in the middle of the woods <laughs> and you see this fucking dude sitting like in the middle of the forest naked, too. Like, ah. butt naked. We're like Sasquatch, real <laughs> Sasquatch.
4: <laughs> so like if I have free time, that's what I do, you know, and- I don't even get to do that as often as I'd like. I'm assuming I, I, you're probably answering my question
2: already by me asking this, uh, with what you just said. And that's, you know, when Robert gets stressed out, whether it be family finances work and you just feel like you're ready to pull your hair out, you know, what do you go do? Like what, what would you go do? Dude, i
4: I go smoke a bowl and hike. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm definitely not uh, like I grew up in Santa Cruz, so like smoking weed was like a huge thing. But um, now I do it when I need to relax and when I need to s- chill out. Uh, I also – CBD, I, I wanted to talk about that too. Yeah. There's a, so many athletes out there who will be stuck on Vicodin and opiates. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm telling you, I've seen so many guys go down that path and it it's just – it's a rough road. So if you're out there and you're, you're having pains and stuff, like – think about CBD. If you don't want, if you don't want to feel high or or any of that kind of stuff, CBD is completely legal. It's, it's, it has no psychoactive uh, properties. It doesn't, Make you feel weird or anything? It's basically smoking an ibuprofen, right? Right. And without fucking your body up. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. Yeah. No. I'm. We're we're all big proponents of of the science behind cannabinoids and what they do, and it's legal now Mm -hmm. in California. Have you been into CBD? Is legal everywhere. Yeah. I mean, mean, if it's from hemp,
4: it's legal in Texas, which probably means everywhere. (laughs) If (laughs) it's legal in Texas, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. No. Texas actually
1: now legalized uh, medical marijuana too. If you have
4: seizures, it's the first. It's it's a small step. Yeah. all but they're on their way yeah yeah because texas
1: used to execute you for smoking weed for fuck's sake yeah i mean i'm not i'm joking but kind of they're they're strict
4: yeah they're
2: they're very strict over there okay so we got we got the log comp coming up first that's in how many weeks
4: uh it's april 17th okay so it's about 10 weeks and then 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 the big worlds is after that well strongest man the philippines two weeks after two weeks right after that I cannot wait
2: now is that part of the reason why you're not competing in all the other events you're just gonna go do the fucking log thing and walk out is because you want to save yourself for the
4: well actually you're, this show is I don't have the opportunity to compete in it I don't think I would anyways because of what you're saying but it's Europe's strongest man and we're better than Europe we're American <laughs> <So> <laughs> they, you really- they didn't
0: want you to compete well wait wait
4: explain Basically. that how come you if you did want to although it would make sense but why we're not a European country so like it's like if it was America's Strongest man, you can't have someone from Iceland to come yeah, compete. So
1: you there. can become oh. the the um, European Strongest Man, America's Strongest Man, and then the world. The world, it's 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 it's, li- it's one of the few actual worldwide sports because yeah. you know there's a lot of sports that like like the NFL or whatever is not necessarily worldwide. Right. But, you know, soccer's worldwide, and strongman's one of those 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 competitions where you look at the world's Strongest Man, you see people from all over the world right uh, every single place. now you said right
2: really now cool. america kicks the shit out of everybody right now was it always like that or was it did it uh, change
4: no for a long time like so i was iceland, saying man. it was iceland uh before that it was poland for a little bit um there were two guys from lithuania for for a while uh, isn't what's recently. his name zivikas is yep. he from where's he from zivikas from yep. lithuania yeah. he's like the fucking mayor there like yeah the, the mayor of Lithuania. Jesus Christ. He's like the president. Do they have presidents in Lithuania? Yeah. I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah, I have no idea. But he's like a national treasure. Yeah. yeah. Like he's got billboards of him just like no advertisement. It's just him. It's just him. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. And so and a lot of those Eastern European nations,
1: if you are a very decorated uh, athlete, they treat you like... You're like you're a leader. Like you need to be one of their leaders or whatever. Like yeah. uh what's his name? The Russian bear, the wrestler from uh from Russia. and I can't yeah. remember his name. I talk about it all the time. Well like Pacquiao. Yeah, too. he was undefeated for years and then he went back to and he just became the mayor of his town. Right. You know, mm-hmm. You're cultist. basically
4: a government official already. Yeah. yeah. That's how it works in those countries. It's the same way in Asia. It's mm-hmm. it's very, very common. If you're an athletic uh prominent feature, mm-hmm. oh yeah, for sure. What country
1: do you get? Like uh, obviously you're a big dude, so you kinda
4: stand out. When you
1: go to these different countries, people, I'm sure they, they want to point at you. They want to take pictures. What country is like the most, where you get most- Fanatical. About, yeah, yeah, where
4: people are like, oh my God, this- it's this has got to take- be e- easily China. Easily. Really? I mean, the last few times I wouldn't even go unless we had security. It gets wow. so crazy, man, and it's not—it's not even like they know who I am. Most of most of the time, so like, it's just,
0: it's just uh, giant white dude with a beard, They <laughs> get physical. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, and
4: they really, like, really are physical, man. Though, mm-hmm. like, grab a hold of you and pull on you and all this stuff. <laughs> there was—I uh, think he was homeless. I don't know. It's hard to tell in China. The the line there is is really blurry. But um, in China, uh, not last time, but the time before. We were there. There was this guy. he uh, I'll never forget his fucking face. He reminded me. You guys seen Princess Bride? Yes. You know, when when she's having the dream and the girl's like, bow to the Queen of slime. Yeah, 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 like yeah. this dude reminded me of her. He like creeped up on me out of the fucking mist and he kept trying to touch me. He had black teeth and he was saying weird shit in that same voice in Chinese. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, oh, no. this is a nightmare. And he kept trying to like start pulling at my shirt. And finally, I just like freaked out. I was like- I put my hands up towards his face. I was like, "Get away from <laughs> me!" I don't want to yell in the mic. But I was like, "No!" <laughs> yeah. you said, in your lowest voice possible. Yeah, as as scary as I could be. And he looked at me and smiled with his black teeth and just kept like fucking with me. He yeah, fuck. Now, right when you
2: go when you go to Worlds, do you guys know every uh, event that will be there, or is it still is it random? They don't. We
4: do? used to. That's that's a good question. Norm, before we'd never know Before like we'd get we'd get uh, information like on the way there. Wouldn't know anything. This time we know. We know the possible events and we know exactly where we're going. This is the first first time in like I mean, I've been doing it for five years now. It's never been though. Oh, be so you
1: know the events right now? Or are you allowed to say I'm what doing? they are? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, I've got them all, and uh, I know we're gonna be in Manila, Philippines. It's awesome to know. Like, I can actually prepare, and get my shots on time, and all that. So shit. they have like humidity and all that kind of stuff as a right. factor. That's you why you I went to the- uh, Houston. That's why okay. I'm saying. Okay, I see. Oh, interesting. That's exactly. Oh, why. that's smart. So it's it's always gotta carry in a load. This this year. Um, the carry event actually has two options afterwards. It's either carry with uh, drag, or it's carry with farmers. Which man, I'm telling you, the events this year, I am so excited. I was about. gonna say that suits you well, right? It does. It's athletic and strength. It's it, it's strong and athletic, which is my wheel well. Like I, the static strength, I'm I'm okay, especially with overhead. I'm really good, but like I like to be able to move. I like to be able to take weight and move it. Well, that's what I mean. really separates you because very few
2: guys are as agile as you are, you know, so. and have endurance, right? Yeah, yeah. As
4: my, and my endurance has gone up and my speed has gone up like insane. So then we have the overhead press, which is either going to be a dumbbell or a log for reps. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I get the log, obviously, but I'll be fine with the dumbbell. We have the squat this year, and you either gonna your groups either gonna have squat or deadlift, and this year they're doing where they drop the barrels in it, so it progressively gets heavier, and it's it's uh-huh. cool. It's it's like it's. If I had to choose what it would be for a squat or deadlift, that's exactly what I would have done. That's cool. Then we have uh, the toss. We're gonna, we haven't they haven't determined the equipment, but we have a toss for height and then atlas stones going into the finals. And oh man, I'm I'm telling you, like perfect events. I was gonna Perfectly. say, yeah, that sounds who's the, who's right the, up your who, alley. Are the, who are the guys to beat this year? It depends on who goes, man. Z Z is. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to be offensive, but Z's gotten a little bit older and he's lost a little sure. bit. Uh, happens when you've been competing for 22 years. It just, Damn, he's been over 22. 22 years strong. Wow. too Dominant. Like dominating. Dominant. Like, I have nothing but respect for that man. Yeah. He's, he's going to be... He's always one that you got to watch. Like I mean, I don't care if he's 130 years old. He's still got to watch. <laughs> so, uh, Brian Shaw will be good. I don't really like listing the names of the other guys. It makes... It's like... Uh, promoting fucking competition <laughs> hey watch out for this guy yeah. there's a there's a few guys like, that he's look okay good. we'll yeah, see it's all right
2: we'll see well do you know like so now that you know the events do you know like do you have like a guy that you know that he will probably be right with you or potentially in front of you yes. in one of these <laughs> events like that's who i'm when we get to this i know
4: he's strong with that i'm going to be watching yeah. him making sure right. i stay ahead of him like do you yeah, have for sure the, the wheels have been turning just like that as soon as i got these events I I started thinking about who's good at what and how it's going to break down. You never know who's going to be in your group, your pre your qualifier group. You never know. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just going to show up for the the qualifiers and I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to get into the finals. And then the finals, those those events, I know who's going to do what and really it comes down to is how how well prepared can you be i can't really i can't change what someone else does i can't i can't go in and hope this guy's gonna slip up i know i know some guys who tend to slip some guys who tend to get all crazy and you know like the adrenaline gets in their throats and they can't taste it you know like they get a little too crazy i know there's some guys like that and and they'll probably have those issues they always do but uh all I can do is come in and be my best.
0: Do you, now, do you prefer to uh, go first and demoralize the competition or watch them kind of go through it so you know how to smash them?
4: I like, I like to go as late as possible, mm. for sure. It's always good because somebody will have a unique take on how to do something, because that's the other thing is, is none of this stuff is like blueprint, like you have to do it this yeah. way. It's not, it's not Olympic lifting, it's not, it's not power lifting. It's something that everyone has their own take and, well, I feel mine is the best and I, I man, I, I put a lot of fucking work into how I prepare. There's still, there's things you can learn no matter what. Anyone who thinks they can't learn something, they're a fucking idiot. That's just the way it is. So I, I like to do that, but I also like to see a benchmark. There's something, like 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 we were saying, that fuel you get when someone yeah. says you can't. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing when when I know, like say we're going to deadlift something for reps, and I know six is going to be fucking brutal, but I see somebody pull seven, and if I can pull seven or I can pull eight, then I know that there's, there's, a, there's a chance I could win this. Man, there's just something in you that comes out and it's like the I have extra to do this. Gear. Yeah. yeah. You just find that that little yeah. that little competitive part of you that's like I can fucking do All it. Right. What
2: about when you're like doing things for like the deadlift or a, a, something that you you have the ability to stack on as much as you want? Is there a strategy for you as far as like going do you go right for your heaviest possible load or a record for you or do you ease your way to see how your body's feel? That's
4: something that I've developed and and what I do, you're talking about training specifically, right? Right, right. In my training, I've done, uh, I've done that. I've done, I've gone down that road and you know, where you like can't stand up straight for two days and you're like trying to hammer yourself down. I, I don't believe in that anymore. I What I like to do is I like to find a nice range. I like to go even 60th sixty percentile when you start training, finishing in a couple weeks towards 80, 85, 90 – and I like to hit, you know, four sets of three, five sets of four. I like to hit my reps. And then I like to switch positions. I'll, I'll either go to stiff or I'll go to a rack. Mm-hmm. And I like to move from that. But then what, what people don't do, what, what nobody that I've worked with and been around does is the accessories to deadlift. Everybody likes to do the accessories to upper body. We all want to look pretty, right? Like mm. we want to take our shirts off and be like, damn, that looks good. But nobody wants to do like little booty exercises. Mm. Nobody wants to do stre- no, stretching their hips and open things up. Nobody wants to practice jumping up on a, a plyo box because that's where you're supposed to deadlift from. Mm. You're supposed to be explosive. Nobody wants to do calf shit. If you have strong calves, your deadlift goes skyrocketing. And the stronger your upper back is and your ass, mm. the more you pull the weight off of your low back we know these things and if you were to read and study you would you would figure it out but still watching people work Mm -hmm. it's like you're not doing that you're not because that shit ain't fun that you know it's funny you
2: say that because it reminds me what, what i went through when i was competing and there's this weird stigma in men's physique that You know, deadlifting and squatting really heavy and deep builds these big, wide waist and you don't want that for, you know, being (laughs) on a stage. Mm -hmm. So none of these fucking guys fucking squat or deadlift. And it like blows my mind because I'm like, you can't pick an exercise that's going to build your physique more than anything else than those two movements, and you just neglect them. They're over there doing fucking machines all day long. I think it's hilarious.
4: And it's crazy, everyone knows, everyone knows, anyone who's educated knows, squat and deadlift make you bigger. Right. They just, they just build their, their, up your testosterone and they make you bigger right that's what they do hilarious mm. man yeah it's build your get your lats you know four inches wider from deadlifts
1: and your waist might get like a quarter inch wider but guess what you still got greater v-taper exactly, right, right. Makes, yeah. zero exactly. Sense. makes zero sense wow. well shit man good luck brother Thanks, yeah. man. Put I'm fucking
2: rooting for you, dude. Oh Thanks, yeah, guys. big we'll watching, time. time. Big time. Yeah. Thanks wait, for It'll
4: it, be on Sports Center. Where will it be at? Where- well, we have a uh, we have inlaid commercials and and the build up. They have time on Sports Center. It's actually going to be on CBS. Oh, okay. So, um, we we've we've we filmed some nice rivalry build up. We've got some really cool shit going. Um, I'm really, really excited about the buildup for this. And uh everything else will be on CBS. Do
2: they do you guys do like a a press conference before? Do they do anything like that? We do a
4: meet and greet. Um last time I had to be ushered out of the meet and greet. Oh man, (laughs) they the new rule at this show, the rule is they can't have fucking glass. They need to have plastic cups. Cause if they have glass and I get hit with glass, throwing them at you? Oh my god, dude, they were doing way worse than that. They were crazy. Whoa. It, it, they get crazy out it. They're really into the sport. It's not, it's, it's, it's not as crazy as soccer, but it's a lot of that same energy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. shit. Well, that's cool.
1: No, that's really
2: cool.
4: Well, good luck, man. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we 100% will oh, be you're watching. Dominate, man. man. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's ready for you. Excellent. Mate. Hell yeah.
1: Check this out. Go to your app store, download the free Mind Pump app so you can listen to our podcast in our own custom app. and allows you to search the episodes for different topics so it makes things a lot easier go
0: check it out thank you for listening to mind pump if your goal is to build and shape your body dramatically improve your health and energy and maximize your overall performance check out our discounted rgb super bundle at mindpumpmedia.com the rgb super bundle includes maps anabolic maps performance and maps aesthetic